0: Hello everyone and welcome to today's podcast. Today's element is Iodine 125. Now, let's go over to our specialist on this element, Veer Gupta.
1: Thank you. Today we will be talking about Iodine 125. Iodine is represented by the simple I on the periodic table, quite a simple symbol for such a complicated element. However, the way you can produce this element is a bit more complicated. This element is a reactor-produced radionuclide, and you can find it in large quantities. The radiation target is natural xenon gas, which contains 0.0965% mole fraction of the primordial nuclide xenon-124, which is the target isotope you would use for making iodine 125 using a nutrient capture method. That was quite a bit to digest, so let us lighten things up with a joke. I tried to give iodine a full electron shell, but iodide. For the record, I did not make that joke. Now let's move on to how this element decays and which method it decays by. The decay mechanism from iodine 125 to form tellurium-125 is quite complicated, a multi-step process that begins with electron capture. After this preliminary stage, there is a cascade of electron relaxation as the core electron hole moves toward the valence orbitals. During this cascade, there are many auger transitions, each of which cause the atom to become increasingly more ionized. The electron capture produces a tellurium-125 nucleus in an excited state with a half-life of 1.6 nanoseconds, which undergoes gamma decay. Note that the tellurium is not the metastable tellurium-125, but rather a lower energy state that decays immediately. Eventually, stable tellurium-125 is produced as the final decay product. That was a lot of information, let's move on to some more personal facts about this element. The half-life of this element is 59.49 days, making it the second longest lived radioisotope of iodine, but it's far behind iodine-129 at a massive 15.7 million years. I feel like I know some people who have lived that long. Iodine-125 is lesser known for its applications, being usually outclassed by some other isotope, but it can still be useful in these scenarios. Using the x-rays and gamma rays due to decay, you can deliver higher radiation doses selectively to nearby tissues in brachytherapy. This element can compete with palladium-103 in such uses. Its relatively long half-life and emission of low-energy photons make it the preferred isotope for tagging antibodies in radioimmunoassay and extensions based on the same properties. It can also be used for scanning-imaging the thyroid, but is outclassed by iodine-123 in this purpose, because iodine-123 has better radiation penetration and a shorter half-life of about 13 hours. These are the most important uses-applications for iodine-125,
0: Thank you V for enlightening us with that information. Thank you for listening to our podcast and we hope to see you again soon.